0: welcome to court said indiana podcast this is a bonus episode so to speak we're doing our second episode of the week our 144th kyler staley is joining us again we we had just recorded a podcast on the small forwards of class 2024 we decided to do sort of a breakout episode strictly for the prep hoops 250 and kyler thanks again for uh thanks again for your time no problem it's always fun to be on here everybody knows how much i love the freshman workout the the prep hoops top top freshman workout the 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 250 is a little bit of a different agenda correct it's it's more geared toward getting some non-d1 colleges in attendance and and getting some kids that frankly some of them really may or may not get a whole lot of exposure uh give them an opportunity to get some exposure correct
1: yeah correct especially for the 23s the kids you know we talk about how deep this 23 class is but we often forget you know there's still some kids that aren't getting all that exposure and stuff and it's really big for them and then it's just also big for all the 24s and 25s to just come in there and you know for people like me to get more familiar with them um and they can play against some older groups older group of kids and stuff but uh it's a good mixture of that no freshmen there um have some d2 and down coaches um all in attendance but it's just a good good day to have some scrimmage games and for the kids to just play ball
0: and that's the. I think that's the, the from the college standpoint. I think the juniors are the ones that benefit the most in the setting. So not a, not unlike, the not unlike the fall league that I run uh, that that's coming up here in October, where we do we have a, a good number of college coaches that show up certainly throughout the entirety of the league, but but also on a week to week basis. And, you know, it's it's opportunity. Sometimes those juniors, it's the first chance they get seen by non D ones. You know, is is this time period your your 250 camp, the fall league there that we're having at Noblesville Boys and Girls Club this year? It's a good opportunity for them to get some exposure for the first time because, look, D1 schools have a little bit more reach, so they definitely will have started to target to target juniors. Um, Lower D1 schools sometimes will still recruit one class at a time, so you won't hear much on him. But Division two and AIA, Division Division two and NAIA are about 90% 90% of the time, they recruit one class at a time. Uh, Division three definitely recruits one class at a time. And there are they're, a lot of these guys are still targeting seniors, you know. And some of the NAIA schools and Division two schools are sort of trying to wrap up their senior class. Uh, and But at the same time, those same schools are just now getting a feel for the incoming juniors. So what? who are some of the – I don't know. Do you, how do you want to handle it? You want to – go with who some of the better players were or do you want to go with some of the players that you maybe hadn't let's go with who are some of the better players there. Then we'll I'll maybe leave the discussion that way.
1: Yeah. So obviously you didn't have like the top, like we didn't have the top five players in the class um for 23, 24, and 25. It's just more of like the kids that, uh you know, under recruiting and stuff. I will say the best player I feel is uh that was there was Jordan Lomax. Um He put on phenomenal showing. Phenomenal showing. I would say he's probably the best player on that day. I mean, he's scoring in bunches, and making tons of highlight dunks. Um, you know, I noticed a lot of people uh, seemed to crowd around his his court when uh, he was playing. Um, really, just good day. He, I mean, he shot the ball okay from behind the arc. That's a little criticism that we've had of him. But as far as you know, him getting to the rim, he gets it, he gets there so easily, and his athletic ability is a uh, top notch top-notch sneaky explosive but um, I will say that he was probably one of the best one of the best players Um, and then I have another guy that kind of stood out to me was a 2025 power forward Colby Hall Um, I ain't seen much of him Um, really big prospect um, really good size silky smooth uh, can stretch the floor and did a really good job of doing that Um, baseline jumper was great he was an impact player on the defensive end um, as far as the best two players, even though I saw only half of them, um, as we kind of mentioned last episode, um, I would say those two were probably the two best that I saw on the day.
0: And Lomax is a junior at Avon, right? Yes. 6'3 six, six, guard. Colby Hall is a 6'5 sophomore at Brownstown. Yes. Yeah, he had transferred over from Scottsburg. So I I really didn't get why those Scottsburg kids left to go to, to, go to Brownstown. Uh, I don't understand I, that either. I mean, both of them. If both of them had stayed, Scottsburg would have been really good. I mean, Scottsburg's <laughs> I think Scottsburg's still going to be good, but they would have been really good if those guys would have stayed there. Now, maybe the enticement of of playing with Jack Benner's good. I mean, I it, I can see that it would be something that would be of interest. Um, maybe winning a maybe the chance to win a two A state championship is is better there than than winning a three A state championship at, at Scottsburg. I don't. I don't know what their motivation was. Um I don't know that I would <laughs> I don't know that I would do it for that reason, but I'm a big school snob sometimes and <laughs> I would want to compete consistently across the board against the best competition I could. But I mean Brownstown doesn't shy away from anybody, but I just I don't know if I was why those kids would transfer from especially a pair of them. It would be one if one left too, it's kind of contrived, and I'm still not 100 percent sure they're fully eligible. We there's been no word. I mean, there's been no public word. Let's put it that way. Not that it, not that these things are ever made completely public. Uh, maybe somebody's listening will send send us a message or send me a message and let me know. Sometimes that happens. But but um, I mean, it's those both those kids are certainly going to help Brownstown, especially Colby because he's he's a nice post presence. He looked pretty decent early on against Carmel at IU's camp, uh, but then once. Carmel started to get a little tread on their tires. Uh, things went south pretty quickly, and, and they just sort of flexed and took care of business the rest of the way. But, but I did like Colby. I liked, him. I liked him a lot at Scottsburg, that's for sure. And, and I liked him in June, too. Who else, anybody, who else stood out?
1: Well, I will say a, a pair of players. Um, they were put on the same team, which I thought was really fun. Um, Cale Bostic, 2025 uh, post player, and then Mason Harvey, um, from Seton Hall, 24 um, power forward. He can stretch the floor a little bit, but that was a fun lineup. Um, those two in the at
0: park, a park tutor, sophomore. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, I forgot we, to add that. Yeah we, yeah, we need to. Yeah, especially with some of these younger guys. And Harvey's at Seton Catholic, correct? Yeah. Seton
1: Catholic. Yep. Um, but yeah. Anyway, those those two were put uh, together. So I would say easily the best front court duo I saw on the day, and they played really well off each other. Where Harvey, you know, kind of was stretching the floor. Um, for the primary of their runs, um, and Boston is more of an inside player. Both can switch in and out, too. Um, Harvey's a little bit better um, shooting from distance. I mean, he's not afraid to light it up. He's outstanding.
0: He's outstanding from the three-point line. Yes, yeah.
1: and I'm surprised he doesn't get a little bit more talk than what he is. Maybe it's just kind of his speed of the game. Um, I, I don't it's, know at that point. I'm a big feet. fan of him.
0: It's feet. feet. Yeah, it's, it's – defensively, He's it's it's a serious question. I mean, it's, so there's going to be wor- – what level can he guard the four is what it's going to be. Okay. That's, you know, that's what it's going to be. And, and again, if, you know, if he's a stretch four and he's got the kind of range he does, then it's got to be, but well, they're going to have to figure out ways to guard him too. But, but I think a lot of that is, is going to be, there's going to be a, a, a defensive question there uh, with, with, with Mason for sure.
1: Yeah. And then more Bostic, I thought he was pretty physical. Um, yeah. I'm starting to become a big fan of him. Um, especially as he just gets better at, you know, stretching the floor a little bit more, getting a more consistent jumper. Um, big fan of him. I, I think he just hustles and he plays hard, and I think his footwork is getting a lot better.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a work in progress and he's a blue collar kid. I like his length and he does not, he's not afraid to throw his body around. Any, uh, so Harvey's probably going to be one of the best shooters there. Anybody, um, Anybody can kind of surprise you with their their, their jump and skill set, or somebody that maybe you didn't know much about uh, stand out in in different ways, or maybe maybe that's the way to say it is. Did anybody stand out differently than like that change your perception of them?
1: Um, I guess I could kind of count this guy just because he's in that twenty twenty four class, um, and I always, and I have a certain kind of perception of them. But uh, Ken and Hauser. I thought looked really good. I haven't seen much of him. He's from Fort Wayne Carroll. um, Played on Eddie Heat Red, 24. Really tall guard. I mean, he's got really good skill, really good footwork. Um, He's very active. Just a very active player on both ends. He's got a great touch around the rim. Um, He pairs his talent with his athleticism pretty well. And I think just more if he just continues to work on a jumper, I think he's going to take his game to the next level. Um, He's probably one guy. I mean, I know we've got him ranked pretty highly, but you know, as far as work, what he could do, um, he kind of surprised me a little bit.
0: Yeah, that was the group that when I mean, they they struggled last year, they just <laughs> two games basically. They went two and whatever, and you know, I'd be you know, they they were they were young, him and Jackson Pardon, right? Both sophomores that were their, their yep. best players. So those are both going to be kids, and and I think Pardon's picked up a couple of has picked up a NAI offer. So those, those two guys will, and they're going to get to show it this year. I mean, they've, they've got to start winning games. Um, there was a big step down for Carol last year based on what they've done, but looking at the roster, they've got one, two, three, three primary guys that were sophomores last year. And that's going to be hard to do in in this, you know, in the summit athletic conference for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the other, uh, other key takeaway i thought over the on saturday i thought the bigs all of them stood out well especially the bigger ones the ones that you know stick mostly in the post like the Mm -hmm. dylan watsons Brock con um conrad cole duncan jeffrey williams those guys and i'm trying to pull up their high schools to make sure i have them right but uh i mean those type of guys
0: yeah watson goes to castle yeah cold duncan goes to um um I want to say Monroe Central, but that's not right. Um, Conrad's at Floyd Central. Um,
1: And then Jeffrey Williams, I'm trying to find him. I do off top
0: my head, but no, I mean, Duncan goes to school near it's I'm blanking. It. He goes to school near Muncie. You keep talking. I'll look it up.
1: All right. So, yeah, those guys. um, I mean, I'm sure there was more that I just didn't see, but I thought the bigs just stepped up um in this event I think they came in with just something to prove um with these coaches and stuff you know oftentimes those guys get a little overlooked um especially a guy like Dylan Watson I mean he's always been you know pretty solid as a post player um thought he had a pretty good year with EG10 um this past summer um really good footwork and he he communicates on defense he's good about switching um he can be a good post presence I know mean, on both ends um Cole Duncan I thought he was really skilled he's a real smart player um not the quickest player in the world but I mean he's he makes really good plays his footwork he's going to play through contact Jeffrey Williams had a great motor um I'm trying to think of anything else that you know Rock Conrad he was very physical um and he wanted the ball that's what I He it was the first game I watched him and he was instantly playing at 100 percent um you know had his guy posted up was calling for the ball he wanted to make plays, and he wanted to stand out there. But, I mean, those four, and I'm sure there's more um, that stood out, you know, as far as the bigs, but I thought those four really stood out for me.
0: He went to Cowan. Cole Duncan went to, goes to Cowan High School. Oh, okay. God, I couldn't – I knew it wasn't Monroe Central, but, it, boy, it's what was coming out of my mouth, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and he's he's been a little uh, – I feel like he's been a little overlooked um, his past in his high school career. So I'm hoping he has a pretty breakout year.
0: Is Conrad a decent shooter? Is that or am I thinking of mm, I wouldn't
1: say he is. Um, maybe he just didn't do it a whole lot. Maybe I just haven't seen that for him. But as far as what I saw on um okay. on Saturday, he didn't do a whole lot of shooting. Maybe he shot a few mid range jumpers, but besides that, didn't see a whole lot.
0: And that may have been one of the older kids. Because they had a lot of length last year. They had a lot, they they had a lot of size. And it's they didn't have like the big well, but they did they had chelichowski, but then but then they had this this swath of six, five to six, six kids and and really looked you know just you know just had to be just an incredible amount of length. I don't know that I've seen a roster as big as long as it that they've had in lately. I mean, I know Carmel had a lot of length, but I think Floyd Central was right there with them, so any um Anybody you didn't know anything about that stood out? Yeah,
1: so this is kind of funny, but uh, Kyler Cruel, um from Whitaco. Um, I didn't really know much about him going in. He played with Hauser, and uh, he's on the same team as uh, Kanan Hauser um, and Cole Duncan. Uh, but he was very excellent off the ball, very, very good. He was making sharp cuts. He, uh, he scored at the rim very well. Um, he was just working off the ball. You know, he never was a primary ball handler or anything like that. And the runs that he did, um I would say he's probably a shooting guard small forward right now um he shot the ball decently from uh from from three um really liked how how well he hustled um I would say probably just looking at everybody looking at the uh hundred kids that I saw, I would say probably he was probably the one that I didn't know much about um before going in, but uh, I was a big fan of him by the end of it.
0: Kyler crawl Whitco, junior yes. All right. Any um I don't know, you know, it, it's having not seen I don't have much to bounce off of you either. So I just I was I was anxious to see what you thought because uh you know, these guys are are kids that are definitely, you know, need need more exposure. You know, they need to get seen and and certainly you know, these guys that are these they're all underclassmen, right? No, except yes. for Watson. Watson's a senior. Um, you know they're going to be kids that that continue to get opportunities to get seen you Nate you listed a couple of the soft you know a couple of sophomores Conrad and Bostic, right Conrad's going to be a sophomore Bostic's going to be a sophomore Colby Hall is going to be a sophomore the rest of those guys are juniors except for Watson who's a senior but any any who are the, some of the better point guards anything stand out there um, Joey Smith, uh, Schmeitz or Schmitz.
1: I always forget Smith. from C- center grove. Is it, uh, would it not be Schmitz? I, I, I assume so. I get nervous about the eye.
0: Very, ger- <laughs> so. very German, very German name. Joey Yeah. Schmitz.
1: Yeah, no, but, uh, I would say he was probably the best point guard that I saw. Um, you know, he's making plays. He, he's just so good on the ball and he's a playmaking guard and he's going to find the open man. Um, if he doesn't have an open man, he's going to take it to the rim and he's going to score. Um, just a big fan of him. Twenty twenty four from Center Grove. I think he's a guy you got to watch for in that class to have a breakout year. The um, one we talked about last episode. We talked about you know potential breakouts and things like that. I think he fits that, um, and I'm expecting a big year from him.
0: Yeah, Center Groves. Again, anxious to see what they what they do this year because. Coach Han's got a lot of got a lot of basketball depth. He's got a lot of guys who just play basketball now, and that's that's and sometimes you kind of like that because it makes workouts a little bit better because you don't have to worry about um, you don't have to worry about guys missing guys you, you know coming in coming in later you know later during the process and and you know then they've also got um, they've got some good young kids coming up too. So that's about it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna have to keep you know plugging
1: away my e and stuff. But I mean it there was a lot of talent there. Um, I will say that there was a lot more underclassmen than there were incoming seniors, which was expected. Um, you know, a lot of the twenty threes are uh are kind of taken up, they're already committed, and there's that, you know, that next tier guys that are just a little under recruited right now that you know doesn't have the offers, but you know as far as what we had, we had a really good group of kids, ones kids that wanted to play hard. I didn't ever see one kid not playing hard. Um, and they, you know, they just competed in front of these coaches. And I, I'm sure a lot of them uh, stood out to a lot of them, uh, a lot of coaches out there. So, um, you know, I'm hoping they can build off of this performance, you know, they can all have really good high school seasons and good fall seasons as well.
0: Cool. All right, Kyler. Well, appreciate the, appreciate the time as always. And, and, We'll get back to regular programming next week. We're going to talk about uh, 2024 bigs. We'll, we're combining the, the power forwards and the centers together. So I'm sure we'll give us an opportunity to talk a little bit more about Flory Badunga. Hell, he'll probably have some more offers by then as well.
1: <laughs> That's almost a guarantee.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, Kyler. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yep. thanks. All right, bye.